Come, come to LA with us. Yeah, we're going in September. L- yeah, no, fuck you. I'm going somewhere else. Oh, we could do like a special Sontopsy episode out there. Hey West guys, we're, we're recording in a different place. You wouldn't know unless we told you, but it's special for us. We're recording off of an iPhone, which is why it sounds so shitty. We could do one of those outdoor ones with like a video camera on us, and then we're like doing it outside. Like they do at Disney World sometimes for special TV shows. Like they we do? see Steve Harvey like outside. Yeah, let's use that Disney money we have. <laughs> It's coming. No, it isn't. Speaking of coming. Oh, no, we're not doing the macaroni one first. Never. <laughs> Just introduce the show, Nick, please. Ah, <laughs> oh, Welcome to the Song Topsy Report, ladies and gentlemen, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Breedier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm tired of this already, Steve Trollinger. <laughs> Steve, why are you tired already? You're 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 saying I'm just I don't I I we should have started recording this roughly an hour ago when my coffee was effective. How fast does coffee leave your system? Very quickly. Apparently, I'm good for roughly forty minutes and then I'm I I I, I lose everything. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> I got to that one before the rest of you could. So we got a pretty special episode, huh, Nick? We do. Uh, this is the, our second listener-submitted episode. That's right. We've already run out of things yes. for us to come up with. And it's our first listener-submitted episode since um, partnering with Come Here Floyd, ah. our new home on ComeHereFloyd.com, where you can see great news and articles on the indie rock pop scene, and then uh, listen to our show. <laughs> and hear the diametric opposite of <laughs> Where we don't talk about any of the people that are considered that genre in that area hey we told come here floyd exactly what our show is we we dug our boots in and said we're not going to change it and they're like yeah that's fine you don't have to yell at us we trash on music we're really terrible people we're not supportive we just tear things down these are artists who are struggling and trying to make something beautiful and we're just three snarky people who who uh try to uh garner some sort of diminutive scraps off the table success out of their hard work and uh blood sweat and tears Steve, I think you're selling us a little bit short, okay? What we do... Oh, yes, I'm definitely doing that. You're damn right, because what we do is we find the nuance in it. We try to, we try to look even deeper than maybe the artists themselves looked into their own lyrics. Wait, what is this? Episode, like, 45, and we're having a conversation as to why we're here? We, you never know when those new listeners come on in, and they just need a little uh, you know, refresher of what exactly happens on this podcast. Well, on the note of listeners, so um, as we remind you pretty much at the end of every single episode... Uh, if you guys know of any bad songs or artists that you'd like to talk about, let us know. You can email us at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com or just DM us really anywhere on social media and we'll see it. Uh, so the three songs that we have picked today were submitted by listeners. And these were all songs that for the most part, I got to say, I was I had not heard before. So good job, mm-hmm. listeners. Well done. We'll see if we're eating those words later. <laughs> Well, no. So the first song we're talking about is kind of violating this unspoken rule I had set up initially that we're only going to kind of poke fun at musicians who made a, a crap ton of money off their music. However, I feel somewhat okay about this song because it it was released on YouTube by two teenage girls, hmm. but it got several millions of views. It was a hot viral video for a minute back in 2012, um, and. It's fascinating. There's there's a lot to talk about here. It's it's like the millionaires, but without you know production value. 
or inherent value. But I think it takes place in the same limousine. <laughs> it does that. take place in the same limousine, though. Uh, the song we're discussing is Hot Problems by the group Double Take. And this was submitted to us by listener Carly. So thank you very much for uh, bringing this to our attention. Yeah, thank yeah you, go Carl. to hell. <laughs> I don't know why you hate us so much, but thanks, I guess. Yeah, what Steve said might sound harsh, but hear a little bit of the song first before you judge him. Look at me and tell me the truth. What do you do when people don't know what we go through? They see my blonde hair, blue eyes in class, but they don't know I have a really big heart. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay, let's just start with that. Steve, remove your face from your hands, get on the mic, and talk about this. <laughs> I refuse. You gotta admit, I'm come going on, to sleep. the comedic timing these young ladies had with the misdirection right there. Oh, they were so <laughs> proud of that line. But they don't know. I have a really big, look straightly at the camera, heart. They definitely took a UCB class. <laughs> that is a joke that has been used by better people in better things. What do you think's really killing the vibe of this song? Is it just her vocals just like not well it's two it's two of them it it is um drew garrett and laura lauren willie drew yeah her name is drew is that a girl name it can be a girl it's a unisex name drew drew barrymore oh that's true that's all I need to hear, Drew Barrymore. All right. <laughs> I don't know why. I said Anytime her, I don't know why speed. I said her name like she's about to walk through the door. Drew Barrymore. Yes, we have a very special guest today on the Song Tops Report, folks. Now, every time Mike needs to be convinced of something, just say Drew Barrymore, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I get it." Pope yeah. Pius the Thirteenth was uh, was actually a woman. Yeah, her name was Drew. You know, like Drew Barrymore. That makes sense. But yeah, so these two young ladies um, apparently rented a limo for a night, uh, got a friend with a camera. And recorded this song that, once again, got <laughs> And millions. recorded a song instead of what else usually happens when you do those two things. Do you think? All right, I rented a limousine. I've got a guy with a camera. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song. Oh, wait, really? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Gonna have to pay me more then. But guys, don't let the don't let the location of the song distract you from the core message of this song. These These... Poor, poor young ladies. Oh, I, wrote think in a ton- I think they're rich. I, I believe they're probably rich. They look if like they were poor, rich, they meant- wouldn't have been able to rent the limo. They would have had. They would have owned it already. He meant poor in sense of quality, not in terms of their wealth accumulation. Possibly both, though. We don't know what their financial status is. We just know that these are two hot girls, self-identifying hot girls, who have to go through so many problems in their day-to-day life that we don't really think about. We think hot people have it great. But these women are well, here to tell us. They're hot. So even if they are not themselves financially solvent, they don't necessarily have to pay for most things. They just got to find them sugar daddies. Yes. Poignant <laughs> remark made by Mike Russell. None of us had any comeback for it. <laughs> but let's hear a little bit more of their rationale. Because once again, I think they put together a very compelling argument. Don't get me wrong. I love that the sole source of authority on anything that you're choosing to quote is Miley Cyrus. Because like she said, they can't be tamed. That 
verse made me a little sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed your jaw was like slightly ajaw the entire time. Like, I'm like trying to listen. To it. So she's like, girls call me things. You've eaten food off the street before, too. <laughs> and I did not get a stomachache from that. <laughs> I, <laughs> these girls give me a worse stomachache than street spaghetti, let me tell you. No. Um, what is... Girls call me things, like Miley says, I can't be tamed. I mean, that is just like... It's just... A, it's just... It's just... just, just throwing. Wait, are you saying two teenage girls who wrote a song about how hot they are didn't write well-thought-out lyrics? Are you telling me... That it doesn't go, whatever their names are, Lennon McCarthy. <laughs> Whatever's above them. I don't know who was above them, but... Fun fact, this entire song was actually originally written by Ringo, but then they said, nah, not on this album. I We're hearing a Ringo a, original song. I got a really good song. The problem is, is that none of us are teenage girls. I really need teenage girls to sing this. Maybe on the next album, Ringo. <laughs> Can we get some teenage girl? No, Ringo, for the love of... Ringo, for the love of God, I've been telling you to stop asking me that. You're going to get us in trouble. John already said we're bigger than Jesus. The KKK put a hit out on us. But whatever you compl- whatever complaints you guys have about the verses is immediately rectified by the chorus, which is the best uh-huh. chorus I have ever heard in a song. Listen to this. Hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you. Hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you. I'm imagining three dot dot dots there. Except we're hot. It's the only thing that separates them from us. They're hot girls, and we're not. Uh, I I rarely proposition the use of auto tune. <gasps> but this is one instance. Whoa! I feel like they could have probably benefited from it in some way. Oh my God, Steve! Wow. Steve, you've grown so much since joining this podcast. You're, 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 you're I'm dated thir- opinions. I'm at least three centimeters taller. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying if you're going to. They're so bad. I'm just saying <laughs> it's an option. You don't have, I to, disagree. You don't have to sound this I shit. disagree in this specific instance, Steve. I would argue this song is so much more memorable because they're not singing in anything resembling a proper key. But it's awful. You know what I mean? I, oh, I guess in what terms? For us, it's great. Nick, sure, yeah. I mean, it makes it memorable. It makes it a, a I want to hear a legitimate artist, like the Beatles, for instance, cover this song where they're actually singing the right notes. I'm trying to imagine Too, that too bad we'll never hear what that sounds like. Hot, hot girls, girl, we man. have problems too. We're just like you, except we're hot. Now, was this... Now... Was this more Lennon? Was this more McCart- uh, McCartney? Because if it's McCartney, I told you, Ringo wrote this entirely. <laughs> I was going to say, if it was more McCartney, then you've got to add in a lot of nonsense words. <laughs> like Miley Cyrus. Hot girls are hot. Doobly dee bee boop boop. Balooba doobie doop boop. I got the look. I got the butt. But those things don't make me a Okay, they they utilized a different tactic there. They didn't switch the word out. They just shifted it to a lower pitch. But they don't know, think that I'm really a slut. It's like they just couldn't. It's like decide. the voice of Mortal Kombat that says fatality. Yeah, Sonya, <laughs> Jax, slut, Luke <laughs> Kang. You never fight as that character. 
Are you kidding? The fatality? Oh my god, if, if the girls from Double Take were unlockable characters in the latest Mortal Kombat game... <laughs> Their fatality is just like... They jump in a limo and they just drive it straight out. <laughs> yeah. Boys call me stuck up. Girls say I'm conceited. On behalf of all hot girls, those comments aren't needed. Just because I'm pretty. I'm sorry. So, so... <laughs> Yo, you're conceited. Excuse me. All right. Now I'm going to speak on behalf of all hot people because my opinion is what reflects all of these people. There's a lot of hot people on the planet. There are. She is conceited. She is to assume that she can be the ambassador that speaks on behalf of all of them. Ambassador of hot ladies. First of all, I feel you got to be at least like a nine to be the ambassador. And this lady... I don't know. I feel like I can't even judge Mike, please tell, yeah, <laughs> please tell me this, this 15 to 16-year-old girl, what would you give? What would you rank her as? Is we she a nine? We are venturing very close to Facebook origins territory here. <laughs> Mike, they can identify as hot girls. We are in no position to agree or disagree with that. Listen, at this point, this was what, in 2012? Come yeah. on, six years? I'm sure they're... Of legal age? I'm yes, just, that, that part is at least true. <laughs> How do you always do this to yourself? You always make yourself look as bad as possible. Because you're not, Mike, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going <laughs> These 15-year-old girls are a definite eight, maybe. Tops. I have to be dumb. I don't care about wits. I just want to have fun. People start rumors and say things about me. Funny thing is, I didn't go to that party. Uh, she looks so. Like, <laughs> she like she said that and delivered it like she just delivered the ultimate burn. Well, I didn't even go to that party because there's nothing better than referring to apparently some very specific incident that happened with maybe a small group of people and feeling so confident that that's like the definitive punchline of a song that you don't even bother to have it rhyme with the word that you had before about me party. Really think about that, lady. Come on. This song has all... This song is musically and lyrically as vapid and empty as the subject material and the performers. So it's perfect in a way. This like, there's nothing to any of this. Like music, <laughs> like the like the music. There's nothing to it. The lyrics. There's. It just feels like it empty. Like I feel like an empty hole is opened up in. In my in my spirit, in my astral self, from this like that's the kind of feeling I get from this song, and the subject material is just as worthless and just as empty as as her cranium. No, <laughs> knocked over my microphone. <laughs> Got him. Mike came precariously close yeah, to just totally toppling over. You totally, you totally got those fifteen-year-old girls from six years ago. <laughs> You you just like I'm gonna I'm gonna mark I'm gonna make a little mark up here on the chalkboard. You get a mark for that one. Fuck birth. you, sixteen year old girls. You're not even nines. Yeah, you got you got them. Way to burn them. You burned them. Hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you, except we're hot. Question. Yes. What does them so hot problems? You know, the whole idea I would imagine behind this song is that people kind of get a respect that hot people also have problems. 
But which I don't disagree. No, don't. That's disagree. very attractive. People have problems. Well, they do. They do absolutely. But what does it have to do with them like lying? Like this is this like a, an airing out of one's like misgivings to the world? Like, like that? Why don't you? You're going for sympathy, and then you're just throwing yourself under the bus. That's like, per- perhaps it is that their entire existence is a lie. Go on, new German Steve. (laughs) The facade that they put out is covering a very deep and resonant nothingness that exists within them. And the lie is that facade which they present to the world that covers up this emptiness. Steve, your American accent that you've kept going for the entire recording of the podcast is fantastic. Uh, It's a new character I'm debuting called Sigmund Steve. (laughs) Who psychoanalyzes... Stephen Freud. (laughs) Though I, I do think Stephen Freud's take on that is good. I've just had I a thought. Oh, man, I'm totally using this from now on. I, yes. I think maybe they're lying. Maybe they are lying. Maybe they're lying about having problems. Well, they said they, sometimes. no problems. They, in their defense, though, they ended the course by saying, and sometimes we lie. They could be lying about that. Oh, my God. This is like that riddle where one can only speak truth and the other can only speak lies. They're those two people. Oh. Who do you trust? The one who says they can only tell lies? If the person's telling the truth then that means they're telling the truth and that they could be lying. I trust the blonde hair, blue-eyed one. It's got to be. Because I have blonde hair, blue eyes. Okay. Gotta, yeah. Good answer. Mm. <laughs> well, listen, let's... Uh, thank you very much, Carly, uh, for that suggestion. But let, let, let's segue into... Let's get the hell away from this as fast as humanly possible. Yes, you know what? Let, let's, let's go into the kitchen for a little bit for our next song. <laughs> That uh, happens in the kitchen. Well, our, the, the next song that we have uh, up is submitted by listener Patrick. Thank you very much. Uh, and I, I was totally unaware of this. So I, I really thank you for bringing this to our attention. An uh, up-and-coming artist uh, goes by the name of Boogie with the Hoodie. Uh, not his birth name, actually. His name is Artist, actually, which I think is... If you want to set your kid up for success, you name them Artist. His name's Artist? His first name is Artist, yeah. DuBose. Oh, I, I think said Ernest. Oh. But he does a song Ernest called... Ernest goes to Bushwick. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> Bring it home, Steve. Uh, Boogie Wood Hoodie did this song called Macaroni. Now, you might be wondering, well, gee, did he just actually write a song about his love of macaroni? And in a way, he did. Uh, but we'll just play a little bit of the beginning, and you'll, you'll understand very quickly uh, why the song was chosen. Nigga, don't tell me what you want. Think you calling shots? I make a call. Nigga, get you gone. Knew that was a girl, but she a hoe. And her pussy so sound like macaroni in a bowl. When she mix it up, knew I was gonna put it in the song. We ain't get the fuck. Okay, <laughs> the song goes on, but you already know exactly what kind of the um the central metaphor is that uh a boogie with the hoodie is running with. The song's called Macaroni, and uh, the key line that you heard in there was. Knew that was your girl, but she a hoe and her pussy soak sound like macaroni in a bowl when she mix it up, which is essentially saying, uh, in the context of the song, when your girl is fingering herself, it sounds like macaroni in a bowl. If you could put together a group of people I would least like to talk with about this, I think it would be this one that I'm currently sitting in. 
Well, Steve, to uh, to help with this conversation, because as we talk about this, I really wanted to get in the mindset of this artist so that we can discuss it properly. So, so I you found... talked with Mike for a few minutes? Exactly. <laughs> no, I actually found a 20-minute long video of someone just stirring macaroni up in a bowl. What so... asshole sat there and stirred macaroni for 20 minutes? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be playing that in the background while we discuss this, just so you can... No, don't do that. <laughs> so a boogie with a hoodie. Here's a hot is... take. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> Yo, I want to know why he named himself after a booger. You know what I mean? Like, when you know boogie, like a boogie. No, like, he actually, that's he... a booger. Like, no, he um, he got the name after this uh, this character from a movie. I, I forgot what the name of the movie was. Okay, no, seriously, if you don't turn that off, I will walk out for the rest of this episode. Sorry, I couldn't hear you of the macaroni. He said, turn it up. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, what? I think, <laughs> what do you think? You get to clean up the vomit oh. when <laughs> I throw up all over this place. You hear that little bowl scrape? Yeah. I'd be concerned, like, if I heard that while my lady was like, <laughs> oh, what? oh, huh? you oh. Pull, <laughs> you pull a whole China dinner set out? <laughs> what? How did that get in there? Oh. <laughs> so, I'm more. I want to actually know everything about the person who spent 20 minutes putting a YouTube video up of them stirring macaroni. That's got to be someone's sexual hangup. Oh yeah, eight thousand views. Oh, and this was one of several videos of people stirring macaroni. There was a seven-minute-long version that had like 35,000 views. What are we doing, guys? We could have just made macaroni and stirred it up. Oh, for a second, I thought you were asking, what are we doing as the human race? <laughs> you know what? Macaroni, not a bad euphemism for it, because there are some... Or euphemism. Oh, shut up, Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry, English major. Well, like, I love mac and cheese, right? So I wouldn't mind diving into a bowl. So why not dive? You know what I mean? But define diving into a bowl. Like, eating it. <laughs> yeah. Eating it. <laughs> For if you can't hear it, listeners, he's got a really gross grin on his face when he said that. Listen, I don't, I don't want my, I don't want my. But I'm um, not a cantaloupe guy, you know what I mean? No. I'm more of a mac, a mac and cheese guy. Like, <laughs> Stop reading your Tinder profile out loud on the show. No, I don't like. I don't want my um, my opinions or intentions to be misconstrued by you, the listener. I am all for women's uh, right and women's ability to pleasure themselves. I'm not trying to body shame. I'm not Wait, trying to when say... when were you trying... When did you sound like you were trying to do that? Because I think... I feel like now you're just throwing stuff out there no. just to be on the safe side. Well, <laughs> now I know how you feel, Steve. Uh, what I'm saying is, I, 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 th I think comparing a woman pleasuring herself to sounding like a bowl of macaroni and cheese, once again, I think that is so diminishing and degrading to one because... It shouldn't sound like that. It should not sound what, like that. What should it sound like, Nick? What do you think it should sound like? What, okay. uh... I don't think we need to talk about what it sounds like. Mike, I, I feel like that's a personal thing that should be <laughs> even, not even in the bedroom discussed. It should just be a thing. Never discussed. It should just be a thing that unconsciously two sexual partners discover, keep to themselves, and never have to think about ever again. Wow, it sounds like a jello shot. Like when you stop to dissect, wow, it sounds like a chicken tetrazzini. When you stop the act of sex to discuss what it sounds like, you've ruined sex for yourself in that moment. Oh, yeah. you were never intending on completing the act of sex. If but seriously, that's what to, 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 to all of our, to all of our female listeners out there, please, 
If it sounds like macaroni in a bowl, consult a doctor. I That's think... not normal. This song is a cautionary tale about why Who you Who are have... you to tell them yeah. what's normal? How dare you, Nick? You it's, don't know what kind of like what kind of flow. It's a health. Con- it's a health concern. That's all I'm saying. Listen, man. I can. Eat, I am listening. <laughs> Listen to it right now. No, please make your point. My point is okay. Maybe. God, and we watched the video too. It's making it ten times worse. Turn it off. <laughs> I feel like if you're. Doing it in a way where it sounds like you're stirring the macaroni, you might be doing it wrong. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So <laughs> something but, of a something of a middle ground it, we can but find. But it could, you know, like if that person was smashing the spoon into it, maybe it would sound, you know. Yeah, if it sounds like uncooked macaroni. Okay. <laughs> this is literally all you wanted to talk about, right? Like, we're not going to play the rest of the song. You just wanted to talk about this. What else does he say, Well, because the the whole rest of the song is kind of your typical rap posturing and, like, explaining your origin. Yeah, the whole Donald Glover was right thing. Yeah, exactly. The whole Donald Glover was right about rap thing. Yes, yes. Oh, God, such a good song. Joe, Joe Budden and Donald Glover are both right. Think about it when you leave her home Where she really at Probably got location on your phone She know where you at Lot of niggas hating on the boy Why you really mad Is it cause I'm really putting on Where my city at uh-huh, Yeah, yeah, yeah Blah, blah, blah You're, you're saying words You're saying bad words And talking about how Many women you have sex with and, and the neighborhood you're from Is really rough Blah, 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 blah Sound like macaroni in a bowl. How's she getting wet? So, like, so the whole idea behind this song is he's like, well, I didn't get to sleep with her, but, but I got to hear her mix some macaroni. I guess. To be honest, the, the 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 whole macaroni metaphor seems like it was kind of just like thrown in there. It's almost like he felt like I wrote a song that's really about nothing. What's the one thing that's gonna be memorable and stick with people? I'll compare her pleasuring herself to macaroni. I wish he had thrown his own food choice in too for like what he sounds like, you know, and then be like, "Girl, we should get together like macaroni and mayonnaise." You know what I mean? Like macaroni and mayonnaise. <laughs> 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 Okay, describe mayonnaise being spread on bread, mayonnaise lid being opened up, mayonnaise being spooned. What kind of mayonnaise? Mm. Actually, Mike, I don't want to know. Why am I even? Why am I even entertaining this notion? Mike, describe describe exactly what kind of mayonnaise you are. I'm like the. Uh, I'd say I'm like the. Um, oh, uh, it's a Hyman's. Uh, it's a Hyman's uh, squirt bottle. I got Hyman's. Hellman's. 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 Don't ever say Hyman's squirt bottle ever again. Mike Russell is the joke. I love the Freudian <laughs> reading we could do on this. Oh, yeah, Hyman's. Uh, let's get Dr. Stephen Freud in. Yeah. I've never, I didn't, I didn't intend to use this character twice in one episode. Yeah. Mike, it is almost as if you are, if your entire thought process is predicated on the act of sexual congress. There is one detail, though, I do want to mention about Boogie with a Hoodie's bio, because um, 
from New York originally went to Florida, apparently shot this video in LA. But there's this one detail about his bio, which was the funniest thing I've ever read. And it proves that a boogie with a hoodie has the best, most responsible parents ever. It's from a website called Pigeons and Planes uh, interview. Uh, quote, growing up, DeBose is his last name. DeBose frequently got into legal trouble, mainly for selling cannabis and narcotics. After finding out when he was 16, DeBose's parents sent him to Florida as punishment. Yep, that's good parenting. You're damn right it is. Some people send their kids to their room. His parents sent him to Florida. We're sending you to the craziest state in this whole country. And he graduated from high school there, so he t- survived. But, God, what a punishment. Why does he have singles all over the floor? Well, he doesn't have to use them anymore. <laughs> yeah. well, no, I think that was the lyric. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, he says when he met, the, when he met uh, whoever this lady in question is, uh, I could turn your girl into a demon boy, don't get me mad. Fuck around and threw out all my singles when I heard it clap. Sound like macaroni in a bowl, how she getting wet. When I met her, she said she was a fucking bartender, yeah. Then I saw her dancing on a pole. She's a stripper, yeah. Macaroni in a bowl, she'd be mixing it, yeah. Unsurprisingly, when I first went to go find this song to listen to it, um, one, of the, uh, one, of the, one of the things that popped up was our old friend... The Vampire of Bushwick himself, Takashi Six Nine. Oh, yes, they have, they have collaborated together they on have some stuff. Collaborated. I was not surprised. <laughs> In fact, that was probably the least surprising thing I had ever encountered. Are we moving past macaroni? Well, I mean, if you want, can we please? <laughs> Who was that from? Uh, macaroni was from listener Patrick. Ah, uh, listener Patrick. Thank you. Listener is not his first name, but... Yeah. Uh, Nor is it a title. I am naming... Uh, no, it is a title. Patrick, you are officially dubbed listener of the Song Topsy Report. Listener plenipotentiary of the Song Topsy Report. So the uh, the last song we're discussing today was submitted by listener Morton all the way from Denmark, uh, who gave us a fantastic suggestion, so thank you very much. Morton! Yeah! I love the... I actually have the email he sent. Uh, I love the way he prefaced this. He just said... Um, that, uh, quote, I just reheard a song from my innocent youth, the 1991 Uber Camp hit Crucified by Swedish band Army of Lovers. Oh, no wonder he hates it. It's Swedish. <laughs> Everyone knows the Danes and the Swedes have had a blood feud going on three centuries now. To, to this day? To this day. Yeah, that's right. Continues. But uh, Swedish dance group Army of Lovers, uh, formed in 1987, released this song in 1991, and it is... Uh, I'm not going to lie, it's, I think it's a pretty good song, but uh, there's some weird shit happening in it. Leave it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, look, it's Swedish Prince. (laughs) Uh, We got to go over what the heck just happened here. So (laughs) since the beginning of the song, (laughs) so is it about Jesus? Is that what we're saying about the crucifixion? Well, interestingly enough, no, Mike, the other guy who was crucified in popular culture. 
It's about the guy next to him that got crucified. Oh, good old Joe. <laughs> Jesus and Joe. I'd watch a buddy, not a buddy cop movie, a buddy crucif- crucifixion victim movie, where it's just the two of them literally hanging out. That's a great web series idea. Each episode is a different hour. Oh, I'll brainstorm man. that. Oh, I can see Mike, it. put your hands down. Put your arms down. I'm mad. I'm trying to get in character. You sacrilegious piece of crap. I love JC, my boy. God's my broski, which means his son's my broski, which means the son is him, and he's my broski as well. Yeah, it never really quite made sense. Three but they're ta- all your broski. Three times my broski. Well, interestingly <laughs> enough, crucified, I actually tried to look up like the artist's intended meaning, but it's very ambiguous, actually, So, uh, which I appreciate. They, they, just, they just present the lyrics, and they let the listener interpret it. This is about Joe. Look at this. I'm crucified, crucified like my savior. So he's, you know... Or they're just being really bitchy about something. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just uh, a bunch I'm of. So, I'm crucified just like Jesus. <laughs> they're just a, this song is just about a bunch of snowflakes, okay? What happened? Oh, uh, Starbucks, they keep, they keep prioritizing the online orders before the walk in orders. Uh, it's like they just put me on a cross, why don't you? <laughs> You're saying Amazon won't deliver until two days from now? I'm I have to bear this coffee of thorns. But yeah, the lyrics uh, to the chorus, which is repeated for the majority of the song. I'm crucified, crucified like my savior, saint-like behavior, a lifetime I prayed. I'm crucified for the holy dimension, God-like ascension, heaven's away. And the music video, by the way, it's, uh, it's like a Liberace fever dream. Or it's like if Joel Schumacher actually directed the real French Revolution. Or, or, or if Prince got... Really, really into being a Jehovah's Witness at the same time as he was making music, instead of keeping them somewhat separate. Seen the deepest darkness and wrestled with gods. Ride the noble harness, raining cats and dogs. I stand before my maker like Moses on the hill. My Guinness record baker, I abide to will. Like that part really confused me. So he says, um, I've seen the deepest darkness. And wrestled with gods, ride the noble harness, reigning cats and dogs. And then he says, uh, my Guinness record baker. And I double checked with like five different websites to see if those were actually the lyrics. Because I, I assumed they meant, oh, Guinness record breaker. No, Guinness record baker. I've made the world's largest strudel. <laughs> Is this... um? Stephen. Uh, no, this is this is Steve doesn't know how to do Swedish accents. <laughs> it all becomes just or, vaguely or, Germanic, or knows nothing about the Swedish culture. <laughs> Great metal. Oh yes, forgot. No, Mike, you, Mike, you. I've never seen you look more intently at lyrics before in your life. I am just trying to figure out what's going on with this baker man, because he's standing before the maker, and when you bake something, you've made something, right? So that's a maker. So. Uh, my Guinness record bake. I think you're right. I think I the, giant, the giant strudel, the biggest strudel ever made. Again, I apologize for my <laughs> lack of knowledge of the culinary culture of Sweden. I am almost entirely certain that using strudel is totally an American thing to do. <laughs> Excuse me while I look up uh, uh, Swedish dessert items. Yes, yeah, Steve, quick, get informed now. The thing is, he says, like Moses on the Hill, my Guinness record baker, I abide your will. I think the Guinness record baker is God. I abide your will. He's referring to whoever the baker is. So the ultimate baker is clearly God Almighty. 
You know, we're all just, we all came out of his benevolent oven and he baked us all. He added some extra sweet cinnamon to you when you got baked, oh, Nick. stop it, you. Uh, but no gluten. Guys, guys, get your hands off each other's knees. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Mike, not while we're recording. Jesus Christ. Ah, here we, here we go. Havreflarn. Havreflarn? Havreflarn. It's, a, it's, a, it's an oatmeal crisp Oh, you can pick cookie. that up in Ikea while you're shopping. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Way to make the Ikea joke when we're talking about the Swiss. I'm sorry, the Swedes. Wow. Oh. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I'm sorry. The Swedes. I'm sorry. Sorry to Switzerland. I'm sorry to Sweden. I'm sorry to Denmark. I'm sorry to Norway. I'm sorry to everyone. Boy, I don't even know. I'm an, yes. I am an ignorant American. <laughs> I love your army knives. I think they're very <laughs> handy. Though I do want I do want to break me off a piece of this Havreflarn. I think that was the commercial too. Break, break, break me, me off, off a piece, piece of, of this Havreflarn. <laughs> Baker, I, I will. The first of reciter. I saw eternal light. Best of vocal fighter. Beyond human sight. With phones no. are a teaser. What? That guy looks familiar. Yeah? Was he the... Go, go back to a close-up. He looks up like of, Swedish Prince. Go to the close-up yeah. of the guy in the bathtub. That's what I said. Does he... You guys ever see um, The Wedding Singer? Yeah. You know the guy that sings... Uh, Do you Boy George. He looks like Boy George. He looks just saying. like Boy George. So Boy George is, is a person, is an actual musical artist. You know this, Is right? that him? No, but you know this, right? You know he's not a character from an Adam Sandler movie, right? Um, that's just where I know him from. Okay. But his name sounds familiar, Boy George, yeah. From Culture Club, no. I'm telling you. No, his name is uh, Jean-Pierre Barda. Ah, is that how you say Boy George? <laughs> Fighter, beyond human sight, with phones are French for my god. Yeah, I like, I like, I like, I took French. Okay. I like I like saying mon dieu and zutalors a lot. Those were my my Zutalor. 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 Zutalors. This is the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Merde. But allons-y. <laughs> Frère Jacques. But I get what Morton says in the in the video of this of this uh, song, which you should definitely watch. The juxtaposition. The, the juxtaposition between the blatant cleavage shots. Then immediately, hairy chest shots with artists in like uh, 18th century French style garb, but like mostly naked, is just very jarring. But it's very progressive. I gotta say, like this would if they had come out in America today, they would have peaked. But like they were okay in Sweden in the early 90s. I just can't imagine how much mayonnaise, macaroni, and cheese was made when people watched this video. All two million of them. Yeah. Sound like Hasselfad she'd be stirring up. Or maybe a strudel. I want to hear the trashiest Swedish rapper do a song about how she's mixing strudel. Yo, look, guys, up, look up mixing strudel. Are you guys having a good time? You look like you're having, I'm having a good, a good time. time. <laughs> okay, so now, now, uh, Mr. Jean Pierre is in a straitjacket in a giant cage. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Only we're in the straitjackets. 
No, you are my straight jackets. I'm trying to imagine that right now. It's called a metaphor, you dingleberry. Like is the that, macaroni was. <laughs> all these metaphors and euphemisms. Euphemisms. So, all right then. All right then, Mr. Euphemism metaphor expert. What does the cage symbolize? Um, the uh, imprisonment one feels when they devote themselves entirely to a cause that ultimately betrays them. Wow. Like a music comedy podcast? Yes. <laughs> Every like week that. we betray Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Every week I come in with just a glimmer of hope and almost init- almost immediately that hope is snatched from me. Before I end my breathing, I travel in the soul where thorns are a teaser. I play the double jeu. I play the bit as here. No, uh, he throws some, um, I think Hebrew in there because um, he says, uh, we're thorns. Okay, yeah, explain this first because I still don't get it. Prophets I've been reading, stories I've been told. I want this guy, by the way, to do be like the voiceover for every commercial like or for every trailer for like a big action movie you see. Coming soon, Fast and the Furious 8. Prophets I've been reading. Stories I've been told before I end my breathing, I travel in the soul. The new Ford Focus <laughs> gets you to where you want to be in your soul. I'm crucified. Uh, yeah, but then he says, uh, like a rock. Oh, like a, a rock. rock. Oh, I remember that. Like a rock. <laughs> but then he says, uh, where thorns are a teaser, I've played a double jeu, which is a double game. Uh... Yerushalayim at Easter, I cry, I pray, mon Dieu, I cry, I pray, mon Dieu, I cry, I pray, mon Dieu. Once again, a lot of biblical references, which I kind of dig in like a disco-y dance song. And it's kind of almost refreshing in the sense that I, I believe there's a possibility that this song is actually saying something deeper and more meaningful that I'm just not getting. Uh, or I don't have the time or the initiative to actually look for it. So Yerushalayim. We don't know what that means? It's a different uh, way of saying Jerusalem. Yo, do you think, just maybe, back when this song came out, it was also like one of those April Fool's Day Easters, right? So he was playing the double game. So he was pulling pranks, but his pranks went too far. And he had to cry up to God and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to you know, smash all the Easter eggs. So you yep, think- that's it. <laughs> End of episode. We figured it out. Let's no, move Mike, on I need, to the close. I need to recap exactly what you just said. <laughs> You're saying this song is about the three members of Army of Lovers who made a prank on Easter, who did a little pranking on Easter, which also happened to be April Fool's Day, and they broke a whole bunch of eggs. All the eggs. And realized the error of their ways and had to pray to God, had to cry to pray mon Dieu to get forgiveness. That's right. So you think that also the town of wherever they were uh, in Sweden, they were being persecuted for the breaking of all the eggs on Easter, and that's why they feel crucified. Dude, that's what happens when you play the double game. Yeah, has this, ha- has this happened to you? You can't hide the eggs and then break the eggs and then say April Fool's on Easter. What the fuck are we talking about right now? Steve, what's... Oh, my God. <laughs> well, then don't bang your head against the microphone and not contribute, Steve. Help us. We're, we're detectives. I struggled to figure out just what I was hearing, and my brain, <laughs> in an act of self-preservation, shut down several sections of itself. You guys broke, you guys broke me today. It, it, I've been broken. I got broke last week. I got broke the week before. I can't. I can't get broken anymore. I'm. I'm a pile of dust now. Oh, go to hell! You go straight to hell, Nicholas. Oh.
God. And you know what? I'm, I'm so hungry right now. I am thrilled to death that I waited outside your door for upwards of three minutes just to scare the shit out of you when you came to the yeah, door. Yeah, but you did. Yeah, I heard the car go by, too. <laughs> the guy with his window open? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> All right, as a bonus of a fourth song, we're going to talk about whoever uh, Nightmare Catcher 17 ASMR is and what his life is like, where he spent 20 minutes stirring a bowl of macaroni, apparently near a window that faces open traffic. He's <laughs> the camera's just focused it on the bowl of macaroni. I'm just imagining off screen his two kids who are very hungry are just waiting for him to finally just give, bring it to the table. Uh, Dad, I think it's mixed. <laughs> That's end of the episode. It's the end of the episode. Nick, Nick, where can we find you? Please, I'm begging you. Where can we find you? Guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, and once again, if you if you want to hear many more episodes just like this, all you got to do is submit some songs to us that you think would be good fodder for our podcast. Congratulations so. to the three listeners who sent in this specific combination of songs. You found the formula that... That you found the formula that severs my brainstem from my higher functions. We've actually we actually had a few other suggestions uh, that we haven't gotten to yet. We're only doing about three per episode, so we actually have uh, additional ones lined up as well. If this was your goal, mwah. three stars, three out of three, gold stars. I've never seen that rating stamp. Uh, <laughs> now, once again, you guys can uh, DM us on our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. It's Songtopsy Report at all of those. Or you can email us at the Songtopsy Report at gmail.com. And just check us out at our new home on Come Here Floyd, who miraculously uh, still haven't dropped us yet. Uh, um, and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and uh, Mr. Mike Russell. Yeah, you can find my stuff at MrMikeRussell.com or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And yeah, like Nick said, please go to the ComeHereFloyd.com website. Check it out. Send us your song suggestions. Send us like, your critique, reviews. Uh, what what food product you like to think of? When yeah, what food product do you associate with, with, you, with your masturbation? Or um, <laughs> We're dying to know that here at the Song Topsy Report. Please do not hesitate to send those emails. Or what kind of hot problems you have as a hot person, because all of our listeners are hot, and that's true. Well, the listeners are beautiful in my eyes. Yes. And Steve, um, if we are ever to see you again, where may we find you? Your man Trollo on Instagram. On Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. He's very funny. Yes, I'm hilarious on Twitter. Um, StephenTrollinger.com. Or better yet, just contact the other two, please. <laughs> no, please direct all queries to Steve first before you send them to us. Just, just. And macaroni picks. Yes. Just, God, just, just please, God. Stop it. You know, Steve, we've only listened to three minutes and 42 seconds of the 20 minute long macaroni stirring video. I'm just saying after the show, uh, if you want to hear a little bit more, I, I can totally keep playing it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, just keep me posted. Uh, but once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I can never eat macaroni ever again. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, Take care. <laughs> I'll kill you. I'm so hungry right now. Oh, my God. Look at He's going at it. Yep, just stir in the same bowl of macaroni. <laughs> let me just let me move this one over here a little bit. It's All gotta right. be ice cold by now. <laughs>